The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I know you listen to James Cahill's podcast with Will Darren Hall. They asked James who was going to win. He said Galway. Well, why do you think? Because I just really, really want him to win. <laughs> Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. And you are welcome back. Uh, possibly a stupid question, but how are you, James O'Connor? <laughs> Not great, Johnny. <laughs> you were at both games. You came back. Um, did you stay the night, or did you come back up for uh, for uh, the second semi final? Because it mustn't have been easy to lift yourself yesterday morning. It wasn't, Johnny. No, um, I uh, no, I stayed in Dublin on uh, on Saturday night. Um, went out for a bite to eat in the in the chop house in Balls Bridge. Oh, lovely. Them a shout out. Lovely, and, yeah. Uh, I know it well. We were kind of um, babysitting for my uh, <laughs> my brother in law's young fella, so. Yeah, listen, no, just just a depressing day in Croke Park um, for Clare supporters on Saturday, um, and uh, not a not a great day for you Galway uh, lads on uh, on Sunday either. Um, no, I suppose like when just hanging around a few of the Galway people after the game, I think their mood had improved after ten minutes after the game because they're thinking of next year and didn't really expect anything. But like, how do you how do you put any sort of explanation on what happened on Saturday? And you can you've twenty minutes or so to do so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, Johnny. N- nobody saw it coming. I mean, like, I suppose first and foremost, credit to Kenny. Um, you know, they were awesome, and clearly, the four-week break that they had was used very, very wisely. Um, they were primed for this game. You know, they were hopping off the ground. They were so fresh, so sharp. You know, they're they're the flicks, the hook, and the block, and the things they're they're normally so good at, and they played so well. I mean, you know, one wide in the first. You know, the, the, the opening 35 minutes, 117. Overall, they scored 219 from play. Um, awesome Kilkenny performance. As good a Kilkenny performance as was arguably as anything we've seen since, you know, upsetting um, Limerick in the semi-final in, in, in 2019. But from a clear perspective, I mean, I, I expected that Kilkenny would throw the kitchen sink at us. And I, I you know, a lot of what we saw from Kilkenny didn't surprise me. But the shock was how poor Clare were in response. And we were just stuck to the ground. Um, we weren't sharp. Our touch was off. And when you're, you know, a couple of percent off, Johnny, in a game like this and some of your key players don't fire and then you make the mistakes uh, that we do and the errors that we made, the unforced errors, um, you know, you, you you can get a hiding and that's what we got. And uh, as I said, after a great summer and this team of, you know, they're a really genuine, honest bunch of players. Um, it's re- you're really good for, the, for for them and Brian Lowen and the management team because, you know, we know the work that's gone into it. And as I said, just to, to, to not show up in Croke Barrack on Saturday was just really, really disappointing and um, undid a lot of the good work that was that was done, um, you know, in 2022. We spoke to Tommy Walsh about this earlier and he, you know, the, the four-week break has definitely been put forward by uh, TJ Reid and Brian Cody as a positive thing. But um, Tommy would be of the opinion that, you know, obviously to come through Munster, you have to put in a hell of an effort. Look at the likes of Cork and Watford but is that an excuse for Clare just literally like looking as if they completely blew up um, you know a couple of weeks after the Wexford game uh, I mean Johnny just look at you know we're all looking for to try to find reasons you know why what happened happened um, and I suppose look at this it's, it's probably not just any one single thing but I definitely think that you know they, they did put a massive effort into Munster I mean from a clear perspective like if you said to me at the start of the season that we were going to be one of the, the top three in Munster I'd have, I'd have bitten your hand off mm. because Cork were beating the All-Ireland final last year everyone had Waterford ranked number two in the country Limerick the defending All-Ireland champions and Tip still had you know Jason Jason Ford and the McGrath brothers and Carl Barrett and Seamus Kennedy and you know all that experience so like you know from the off 
every game in Munster felt like it was a pressure game for Clare a must win game you know they, they had to beat Tip in the first match you felt to, to make chances of getting out then they had Cork who were coming off the, the, the defeat to, to Limerick then you had Limerick in Cusack Park and obviously then the energy that they expended in the Munster final and I think that the team collectively put their heart and soul and everything they had into being ready for that Munster final they clearly saw it as an opportunity you know with Keane Lynch and Peter Casey maybe not playing and to go to extra time and have to dig so deep and then try to pick yourself up given the emotional and physical toll that that had taken, um, I, I just don't know, you know, if our energy levels, you know, were there for that. And then obviously against Wexford, not playing well, we had to, to dig really deep again. Um, and, and to be honest about it, I mean, you know, some Wexford mistakes probably, you know, played their part in getting getting mm-hmm. us over the line. But uh, but no, I mean, you know, you still couldn't legislate, Johnny, for some of the things we did yesterday. I mean, you know, just, I, I, Johnny, in an act of self-flagellation, I watched the first <laughs> half again, right, earlier earlier today, right? And just going to throw some some stats at you, right? Yeah. We had nine or ten direct long balls into the Kenny full back line. They were just meat and drink and gobbled up by, by Hugh Lawler or Tommy Walsh, um, you know, and the, and, and the lads back there. We had 11 wides in the first half. We dropped two more into Owen Murphy's, Owen Murphy's hand. We got one point from play from our starting six forwards, and that came from Shane O'Donnell in the fourth minute. Um, you know, with six points on the board at half time, we just, you know, made mistake after mistake. I mean, you, you know, like David say the Shanahan goal chance when the ball was slightly overplayed. Yeah, I mean, you know, David Fitz runs right through the middle of the Kilkenny defence, has Shanahan on his right hand side, overhits the pass. And Kilkenny come back down the field from that and Adrian Mullen puts the ball over the bar. And then after that, Peter Duggan had a kind of a half goal chance because mm. he was through and he David Reedy off his shoulder. And if he popped that pass early enough, Reedy was in. Well, certainly you've got a shot off from closer to, to, to goal. Instead, Duggan elects to go himself. Richie Reed blocks it. It ends up going down the field and Mossy Keown puts it in the back of the net and, it, and, it, and it's game over. So, like we, you know, we've made mistakes. I mean, David McInerney went forward with the ball that he, you'd have expected him to put over the bar he missed it off his left hand side Parik Walsh who he's marking then just automatically heads to the sideline when Murphy hits him with the puck out Parik Walsh could have brushed his teeth Johnny and still had time to put it over the bar this kind of stuff where we made a mistake at one end and Kilkenny just came right down the field and punished it with the score um, at the uh, at the other and they were ruthlessly efficient and you know as I said I, I think a lot of it you know what happened on Saturday has to do with Kilkenny and I think you can't take away you know from from how well they played how sharp they were how hungry they were and clearly having lost the last two semi-finals you know they the, the players I'm sure spoke about this that you couldn't contemplate losing a, losing a third and um, you know they were really really impressive in that opening 35 minutes but Clare certainly the architects of our own downfall and, and one final thing Johnny I mean you know again it's not an excuse but John Conlon was a was a yeah. massive loss well just on that because obviously that, that was last minute and then you have the Tony Kelly situation where he just doesn't have a great game and like so is it that Claire, that Clare's squad depth isn't there you look at Limerick and it's like it's like as if Limerick are so strong that they can kind of go through the year at half at half kind of in half gear and then they can just bring on players and they're grand is it a, is it a squad depth panel depth thing or what was it was the Conlon thing a psychological blow or what was it well, I think certainly, like he, he look at he's a leader, um, and he's he's just a steady, solid, unassuming kind of guy. And like David Burke, Johnny, um, you, you know, didn't play in the Leinster final, and 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 you see the the, the on field leadership mm. and the generalship that David Burke gives Galway in terms of just making good decisions, calming things down, winning a free, you know, just talking to players. 
communicating with them, you know, making sure that fellas are holding their shape, doing the doing the right things. And Colin, I think, brings a lot of that to clear, just that calm sense of authority and assurance. And to me, there was a period there, you know, midway through the first half when, you know, I think Dermot Ryan had got, you know, two points in the space of a couple of minutes. And it, it, it was about 8-4. I think then it went to 9-5. And you just needed somebody from a clear perspective to say, right, we're back in the game. There's nothing in it. We just need to batten down the hatches a little bit now, steady things up, get a foothold in the game, get a couple more scores and do what Galway did probably when the game maybe possibly looked like getting away from them in that first half and manage it a bit better, get to halftime in the contest, you know, and Claire, Claire didn't do that, Johnny, because it went from 9-5 to suddenly, you know, it's one seventeen to 6 and Kilkenny, from, from the 22nd minute on, do you know what I mean? I think Kilkenny outscored as, you know, 1-8 to a point. And that's where the game just completely yeah, got away from us. That, that, and, and, that's, and it's as much, I think, Collins' just presence on the field in that period, I think, was missed. Not necessarily that, you know, he'd have dominated the match or anything like that, but just in terms of think of what he what he brings. Now, listen, it's not an excuse. Kilkenny would still have won the match, and there's no doubt in my mind about that. But certainly, you know, we, 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 we could have done with him in the field. And then... And it's not, you know, knocking potty fits, but that was a really surprising selection mm. um, from anybody following Clare Hurling because potty, you know, hasn't featured since I think the, the, the Wexford match in the championship last year. Um, you know, he hadn't game time played and, you know, other guys, Colin Nolan, you know, Jack Brown, Aaron Fitzgerald, you know, I, I would have envisaged that those guys might have been on ahead of him or we could have maybe started Mark Rogers and maybe dropped Cotham alone back. Um, so that was a, a surprising decision by management. But they're the ones that train and, and, and you know, it's their, it's their call. But certainly, Conlon's presence was missed. There's no doubt about that. Um, was it a lack of Crow Park experience at all where they're, I mean, can you just know that place like the back of their hand? It was, the, I mean, those 10 minutes were like a car crash in slow motion for Clare where they probably already knew the game was over at that stage. But I mean, they haven't played that much in Crow Park. Was that anything to do with it? Because I, I think everyone is kind of still scratching their heads. Yeah, listen again, like, I mean, Rory Hayes, I thought, had a really good second half, did okay. It was probably his first game in Crow Park. Dermot Ryan, I thought, was one of our best players. Again, you know, his first championship match in Crook Park. I, I, I don't know, Johnny. I mean, again, I suppose, look, at the one thing about Crook Park and at this stage of the, the, the season, every mistake you make is magnified. You know, you, you get a split second on the ball and if you're not, if you don't protect that ball when you're playing Kilkenny, David flicked away from you. And Conor Cleary, you know, who's been great for us at fullback, two outstanding catches, I'd say, inside the first 15 minutes and TJ dispossessed him as he goes to hand pass the ball and it's two Kilkenny points. And, you, you know, after, after kind of doing the hard work, winning the hard ball, you know, you're in possession then to turn it over like that. Um, and again, Conor Brown got a point, um, you know, I, I think again, inside the first 10 or 15 minutes from a turnover, from a ball again, that we should have, we should have got away and, 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 and dealt with. So, Kilkenny just, look at four stairs, there's a credit to them for doing that. But then, you know, once they turned it over, they punished us. And, uh, we were just hemorrhaging scores and particularly Johnny that, that second half of that first half as you said it was car crash stuff from a clear supporter watching it because as I said the wides count you know from some of them certainly were opportunities that should have been converted and our use of the ball where we got away from what had served us so well you know playing through the lines using our athleticism and the pace and the legs we have in the middle third to, to run at teams draw the man give it to the guy coming off the shoulder we, we didn't do that we went long we went direct and the Kenny full back line gobbled it up because a lot of the time when we were sending it in it, it was 50-50 at best and uh, you know David Reedy and Ian Galvin you know weren't served well by the ball going in but didn't have good days at the office and Peter Duggan got no change either out of out of Hugh Lawler and the Kenny full back line just ate us alive and you know with Tony then 
obviously Mikey Butler did a, a mm. Superman American job on him and again you know credit to Kenny for getting that match up right but again I, I thought we should have maybe done more to try to and this is this is a player thing on the field try to get Tony into the game try to maybe look to run and maybe pop off a pass just to get him on the ball more frequently but uh, you know I think a lot of the credit for that again has to go to Kenny for having you know everything in terms of the game plan the tactics the matchups uh, they got all those right and then when you're bursting out of your skin to get out there you're up for it and your touch and everything is as sharp as Kenny was well then you know you're, you're in trouble and um, that's the way it proved to be Knowing Brian Lohan as you do how does he reflect on this because like if you talk about Henry Shefflin he's I'm sure he's full of hope for next year but it's not straightforward to get out of Munster for a start and just the, the year to end on such a downer as Saturday Yeah I mean and, and Brian I think is at a back injury as well which you know is is you know, hasn't been easy for him. Um, you know, listen, he'll be hurting Johnny. I mean, look at this guy. You know, I know it's a cliche, bleed Saffron and Bruin, put his heart and soul and every waking moment into, you know, getting this team, you know, to where they were, to where they were at. And you know, the defeat will have hurt him, but the performance will have will have exacerbated that. That the team, for whatever reason, and I suppose look at he'll feel maybe a certain amount of responsibility, you know, for that. But uh, I, I think look at when he sits back and, and it's time to reflect on it, there are a huge amount of positives to take out of the take out of the year. Um, you know, we we we've shown that. Listen, you know, there is a good side. We have. You know, I think increase the panel. You know, guys like, you know, Nolan, um, you know, Mark Rogers, Shane Meehan. You know, these are guys that are, I think, are going to be good players for Clare going forward. And, um, you know, I think still the age profile of the team is, is is young enough where hopefully they'll all be back next year. Guys like John Conlon won't make any rash decisions and decide to to walk away. And, you know, there there are a lot of positives they can build on. And Aidan McCarthy, who would be an automatic starter, Johnny, he broke his leg badly at the start of the year, was bursting himself I think, to get back might have been a contention maybe to get some game time if, if we made it to the final you know he'll hopefully be available next year um, and he's you know a top class player that we, we really could have done with on, on Saturday so a lot of positives for Clare I mean it's hard to, to say that in the light of what happened on, 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 on Saturday but the experience that Mark Rogers and Shane Meehan and those other young players got in Crowbar you can't buy that and that will stand those guys in good stead hopefully for Clare going forward yeah, and I, I guess like from a neutral perspective, there was so much disappointment at the non-event that it was, taking, not taking that away from Kilkenny. But you, as you say, you uh, you had a sick meal on Saturday night. You got yourself back up. What can you say about that game yesterday? I know, I think it was 33 wides, 19 against 14. I mean, there were obviously it wasn't a perfect game of hurling. But for me, um, it had pretty much everything. And I go back to Christy O'Connor's um, article here, which, which he wrote on um, June 17th, where he, he spoke about um, the Munster final that the total amount of time Seamus Flanagan had in the ball for his eight converted points was 12 seconds and it's an article about the, the, the conversion rate and the speed of hurling at the moment I was absolutely blown away by the physicality of Limerick and everything Galway did I mean I don't know if Galway could have done much more still lost the game what did you make of it? That was great stuff Johnny I mean look at this this semi-final weekend you know the Saturday and Sunday has delivered in spades like over the last you know four or five years and that's why it was such a bitter disappointment on Saturday that you know we were all expecting again another cracker and, and obviously Limerick and Galway to look forward to on Sunday and you know it was so 
you know, so disappointing that Saturday didn't live up to the billing. Um, you know, but in fairness to, to, to the to, to the lads yesterday, they rescued it because it was, as you said, like it was a it was a fantastic game. And I think God would deserve massive credit because you thought at stages, Johnny, that first half that they were going to do a clear on it. Um and you know, self-inflicted wounds. You know, they they shot some terrible wides. Connor Cooney missed a free that you you simply can't be missing at this level that should have been should have been routine. And you know, the the key for me was that they found a way to and I suppose that's where experience and know how maybe comes into it on the field just to stay in the game and, and give themselves a fighting chance and I mean four behind at half time you know Limerick had scored sixteen points Galway had shot I'm just looking at the the, the numbers here I have them here in front of me I don't know fourteen what in the first, first half, half. twelve yeah, or fourteen the fourteen, yeah. 14, um, 14 wides in the first half you know uh, like. You know, to still be in the game, you know, massive credit to them for that. Um, and I mean, look at all over the field. I mean, I thought their half back line were, were absolutely outstanding. I mean, you know, Joseph Cooney was super. Fintan Burke did a great job on Groot Hagerty on the on, on, on the other wing. Park Manning was outstanding. And they just, you know, they managed to find these pockets of space, pockets of space in the middle third, and got Cahill Mannion. Tom Monaghan I thought was outstanding. Ronan Glennon I thought had a, a really really good game, and. You know, at halftime, you, you felt, OK, they're in the game. Now, the key thing for them, and it was imperative for them, they had to score first after halftime because the fear I had was that, you know, Limerick come out now and suddenly it's 5-6-7 and the game has gone away from Galway. But they got the first score, then Concanon six set in the back of the net, um, you know, brilliant finish, and suddenly, Johnny, you've got game on. And, uh, and we all wondered, you know what I mean, you know, what evidence have we seen from God with this year that they were going to produce a performance like that? And and you're you know you're in one sense you're trying to make a case for them and struggling because Limerick just seems to have been operating at a much higher level. And with obviously Casey and Keane Lynch back on the bench, you know you're you're just wondering will Galway be able to live with live with Limerick? But by God, that they, they, they were. And um, you know a little bit more composure, Johnny laid on. You know they, they they did a couple of chances that maybe you know on a different day maybe better sh- shot selection better decisions on the ball they might have been able to maybe um m- maybe get over the line but uh, you know Limerick again the bench and well, like, Co- and, and Kylie Kylie emptied the bench he, Johnny I mean he got energy and fresh legs on in that that, that, that last quarter it, well it, it was it was a bit demoralising because when when Casey and Keane Lynch came on they were nearly the biggest roars of the day and then David Reedy comes on and ends up hitting three points. Yeah, and, and I mean, even even that last, I think it was a crucial score late on. Um, you know, again, I think it was Conor Boyle was involved in it. Carl O'Neill was definitely involved in it. Peter Casling was involved in it. I think it might have been ultimately Glenn then that flashed it out to Reedy. But even the subs came on, Johnny. There's no deviation from the game plan or the way they play. They're sticking to the process. There's no wild shooting or, you know, rash decisions made on the ball. Fellas are doing the right thing. It's so ingrained. And that's... You know, obviously a testament to the work that that that, that Kinnerick and Kylie are doing. You know, training and and and, and behind the scenes, um, but it also shows us the trust and the faith they have in those guys. That there was no hesitation in whipping Garod Garod off, Tom Morrissey off, um, you know, Seamus Flanagan gets pulled off, Darrow Donovan gets pulled off, and you know, in no sense you get that the, the team has been weakened. And clearly, when Lynch and Casey arrived on the scene, you knew it was all hands to the pump and. Uh, that there was genuine concern in that Limerick sideline and uh, they had to dig deep and that is one worry Johnny if you're a Limerick supporter that this team now has gone to the well uh, a lot more often than they've had to do in the last two or three years Um, and you just wonder you know what effect will that have in a fortnight's time in terms of the reserves of energy that will be required to beat Kilkenny yeah, it's interesting to see what happens there. Like, what should make a Henry Shefflin's managerial performance? Because if you, if you, 
I mean, my point before the game was if Cahill Mannion, like, if we didn't have, um, we'll say, Whelan playing well, Limerick could beat us by 10 points. He got two points. He was the lowest scorer in the full forward line and didn't have a great game by his standards at all. Yet Galway were still leading with, what, eight minutes to go or whatever. So it looks as if um, Henry couldn't really account for that. It looks like he got it tactically spot on. What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, Johnny, for me, a couple of things had to happen. Obviously, Whelan, you know, has been outstanding for Galway. But, and, and look, I felt there's no way Galway have a hope in hell unless Con Cannon and Cahill Mannion um, and the other, Joseph Cooney, the other experienced guys perform. And on top of that, then, the guys maybe that, that are maybe unproven still at this level, you know, Ronan Glennon, Tom Monaghan, Jack Grealish, you know, that they have to, they have to show that they can survive. And for me, that's the big positive for Galway's mm. takeaway. Tom Monaghan, in a massive, massive game in Croke Park, steps up, takes responsibility, backs himself to Four get points. shots off, ma- makes good decisions, set Cahill Mannion up for another really important score when he when he could have flashed at a, at a shot himself. Ronan Glennon got two. I thought he was really good in the middle of the field. Grealish, I thought, had a super game at the at the back. Aidan Murphy, I thought, Johnny, between the posts. And he's a savage goalie. Some of the puckouts were absolutely outstanding. You know, where he's... He's finding guys in small pockets of space where he's got to be brave, he's got to show nerve. He's well, got it's to funny, show you, you go back to two years ago. That's the learning experience of that game against Limerick where he learns from that. Yeah, absolutely. And even, but even Johnny on that game, he was he was maybe hammered a little bit. But there were puckouts that were spot on and miscontrolled by Galway players. And mm. Limerick suddenly pick up the break and over the bar and he's getting pinged for it. Where, you know, he he, he didn't fumble the ball out the field, you know. So I, I, I really thought, and I mean, the Leinster final, he came in for some criticism again about his puckouts that they were slow, they were ponderous. Um, you know, they got no great joy from them. But certainly the Cork game, you know, two weeks ago, Late on, he, he delivered three clutch puckouts for Galway scores late on under the greatest of pressure. And I thought again yesterday, massive credit to him for, 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 for delivering. So look at it from a Henry perspective, there's, there's, a, there's a serious amount of young talent, Johnny. You know, you look at the Fitzgibbon, which is always a great barometer of, you know, upcoming talent. And, you know, you go back with, say, probably three, four, five years ago and Mary I, UL, LIT, populated with Dermot Burns and Tony Kelly and Claire and Limerick players you know, at the business end of the Fitzgibbon Cup. And you look at GMIT and NUIG this year, and it's a, you know, it's, it's dominated by, by Galway. It's almost all, entirely Galway players. And a lot of those guys are on the panel, not yet, maybe yet ready for, you know, the physicality and, 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 and you know, the intensity of inter-county hurling. But, you know, I'm sure that these guys are, are on, the, on the strength and conditioning programmes and that we'll see more of those guys coming coming onto that Galway side going forward. So from Henry's perspective, look at to go toe to toe with the All Ireland champions, to be right there as you said at the death in a game that they could have won. You know the, the Galway players played for him yesterday and played for the jersey yesterday. And I know it's no consolation today; they'll be every bit as good as the Clare lads will be. But the difference is. The Galway guys wanted the same regrets Johnny Declare had because they left everything on the field and there wasn't really a whole lot more they could have they could have done. Yeah, a broader point as well, just in terms of um, the, the final, because I, I I think Henry, I, th- I think there were a lot of decisions in the second half that Galway fans were very, very annoyed about and Henry Shefflin didn't give out at all at the end of the game. He said, listen, we lost the game. It is what it is. Like, do you think he's he's gone up in the kind of public imagination this year in terms of he's had such a hard time to, with the you know the loss of his brother and just the way he's carried himself as well and what has been such a challenging year for him? Yeah, and and listen, Johnny, like he didn't invite that controversy, you know, with Brian and the handshakes. Um, you, you know what I mean? And I think look, he's probably carried himself, you know, impeccably. And we we know how you know how trying and testing a year it's been, you know, on a personal level for him. Um, but listen, he produced a team, Johnny. 
uh, that performed at the highest level yesterday. And and he can't do any more than that as a, as, as a manager. You know, he got the best out of that bunch of players. They played for him. They played for the, 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 the jersey. Uh, and clearly, you know, the Galway players like, obviously, the, the path that they're on. They like what they're doing. Um, and as I said, look at, you know, I, I'm only on the outside looking in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not privy to what's going on in the Galway, the Galway dressing room, but the vibes certainly seem to be very, very positive. And again, you know, obviously there's bitter disappointment today that the year is over, but I think all in all, there's no silverware, but he has put down a pretty positive first year with Galway. And certainly you get the sense that there's something to build on going forward. Nearly finished. Just a broader point in hurling. Like what level is it at when you see the speed, the physicality, the point score, the, the points taken, um, the lack of time on the ball like that? You're, you're literally watching a game yesterday that as a sporting event is right up there with anything you'll experience at any level anywhere in the world. Ah, yeah, Johnny. I mean, look, there were fifty-two thousand there yesterday, just short of forty on um, on Saturday. And I know Saturday was a was a was a you know a non-event, but look at yeah, where would you where would you get entertainment like it? I mean, look at again, we're biased because you know, look at we love the game and we're you know we, we we grew up with it. But for me, there's something about it when it's played like it was yesterday that stirs the soul. You know, you mm. can't you can't but be moved by as you said. Look at the honesty. You know, these guys are just given absolutely everything they have for the cause. Um, you know, and, and as you said, the, the game has never been better in a better place. I think you know, the, the, as you said, the skill level, um, you know, the 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 speed at which they're operating, and now, Johnny, you've got a situation where sports science and video analysis and tactics are, are going to ever heightening levels. Given now, you know what I mean, the, the the attention to detail, where everybody is scrambling and fighting for those those small percentages or inches that can get you over the get you over the line. So, yeah, I I think it's 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 incredible now what's required to win that Ireland, and you know whoever whoever walks away, Johnny, with the silverware in a fortnight's time, you know, by God, like some amount of work and planning and organisation and preparation will have gone uh, will have gone into it, and it's 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 just gone. To a different level, and it and it, and look at it. We said that five years ago, ten years ago. I mean, you go back to those finals between Tip and Kilkenny around the you know the t- 2009, 10, 11, um, and, and yet you it know is, the Munster final, Munster final was brilliant, and mm-hmm. yesterday was was again was 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 similar in terms of the quality and, and the entertainment that was offered by, by both teams and credit them for that and I just said to Tommy earlier as well that, that moment when Kyle Hayes sort of like it looked like a stamp on Monaghan but the Galway players made absolutely nothing of it they just got on with the game which was just played in such a spirit as well other sports you want to make an absolute melee of this like yeah but look I think I think listen Johnny most players go out to play the game and, and, and in, in the right spirit you know what I mean and certainly you know look at I think all the games I've seen this year, I, I think by and large, like you know, the Munster final. I know there was a controversy about the Munster final, but like there was no quarter asked for or or given. You know, no one, fellas take knocks and bangs and and get up and and play the game in the right in the right spirit. And Johnny, if you want to, with a stick in your hand, you know what I mean. If mm. you want to be, if you want to be malicious and, and malevolent, you know, there's plenty of scope to, to to do that. But that's by and large not a part of our not a part of the game. And now there were times yesterday when, you know, you could argue that. Has the refereeing got gone a, been a bit too permissive? Mm. And there's a very very fine line mm. between you know letting the game letting the game flow and at the same time you know blowing what are genuine cast iron frees. And there was periods maybe yesterday when Thomas Walsh completely swallowed the whistle and certainly Henry <laughs> wasn't happy at that sideline. I got into it with Paul Kaderka, John Kiley at one stage where you know Kaderka and, and Henry both got cards. Um, but the, look at the, given the stakes that they're playing for and given the effort. 
and the energy and the time that they're putting into it. You can understand their frustration if certain decisions or whatever aren't going their aren't going their way. But Galway possibly might feel hard done by with one or two one or two decisions. And yet, Johnny, you know, at the other end of the field, Finton Burke probably got away with you know, WrestleMania on, on Groot Hagerty a lot mm. of time off the ball. Um I think Aaron Aaron Galan only got one point from a free. You know what I mean? So um you know Limerick might well argue as well that certainly it wasn't the case that, you know, Goller whistled off the field and it was it was Aaron Glenn Freeze to put him to the sword far from it. So yeah, Lucas, we could spend an hour talking about uh, talking about this, but, but generally, I think the spirit in which these games have been played, um, you know, credit to the players involved. Yeah, can I just stop you there? He he actually got two frees and he kind of made up for it with six points from play anyway. So it was it was all right. We couldn't give him any more. Just finally, the Cork job. How attractive is this to the incumbent? I think it's a very attractive job, Johnny. I mean, look at like I I don't think they're 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 that far away now, you know. I mean, look at they, they probably should have beaten Galway, and you look at the level that Galway got to. Uh, Galway got to yesterday, so I still think, you know, there's a lot of talent in Cork, Johnny, and there's a lot of. The, to me, there's a sea of underage talent in Cork now. You know, you look at Kieran Joyce coming through this year. Um, I, I think there's a good panel of players there, and there's potentially younger talent, um, you know, on 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 the way through as well. Uh, yeah, are they missing maybe a couple of players in key positions? Yeah, I mean Patrick Horgan obviously is, is is probably maybe edging maybe ever closer to retirement. Whether he comes back or not gives another season remains to be seen. But for me, Cork aren't a million miles away. In the final last year, this massive speed and athleticism in that team. There may be other requirements and qualities that maybe might be lacking, and you might need to find one or two players with the dog and with the the ball winning ability that maybe they're lacking. But uh, I think it's an attractive job. And just speaking of edge and ever closer, you're, that's 50th you mentioned the last time we were on is later this month. Have you it all finalised? Johnny, as I said, low key. <laughs> the less said about it, the better, Johnny. Uh, you know, my, my wife celebrates hers two weeks beforehand, so that's that's an immediate concern now. So I, might, I have to do a bit of shopping between now and the 14th of July, Johnny. So that's that's the priority at the moment. Yeah, you'll be all out of 5-0 balloons. Great to talk to you. Cheers, Johnny. Look after yourself.